not exactly pro sports. Uh, what is on Bleed Tech Blue this evening? Yeah. I know you're, you're bringing the A game tonight. Yeah, bringing in the A game. Chase Peel. You've, you've obviously upgraded your bullpen. Yeah, Bex on the old bye week uh, has seemed to turn into a weekly occurrence at this point. But uh, Dunkin' Dogs, big two-game sweep out at UTEP, New Mexico State, so good for them. They've won four in a row. They'll be at Western Kentucky tomorrow night. Uh, looks like they're probably going to be a one or two seed. They they have a two-game lead over Western Kentucky. They could kind of seal that, uh, which is obviously big for the conference tournament, knowing that you get a day off after that first game. So uh, we'll discuss that. Diamond Dogs off to a hot start at 7-0. and uh, They'll be at McNeese tomorrow night before Battle of the Ballpark this weekend. We have Kendall Rogers, D1 Baseball. Whoa, yep. what a big pull by BC. I, I, just, I can bring it in. Uh, he'll be on at six thirty, seven o'clock. Tabes, go ahead and save that for Puffy later this week because you know he's already thinking about what the heck he's going to talk. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Uh, we're also going to talk about Tech's decision not to stream games. Uh, Was it Tech's decision? Well, who else's decision is it? What games are we not streaming? The ESPN base- Plus baseball seven straight games kind of grinds my gears a little bit, so you might want to tune in for that one. Uh, seven o'clock. It feels like there's a missed a opportunity coming on. Uh, possibly tapes. Seven o'clock. Brian Johnson, tech track and field coach, will join us. Uh, track and field programs been pretty good. Uh, don't know. You probably don't know this, but uh, Brian Johnson ran at the 2008 Beijing Olympics. So, going to ask him about I'm that. Just Listen, finding out who Brian Johnson is. We're so into we're the gonna... spring portion of Bleed Tech Blue Radio, so we're going to open up the whole book. Well, this is the first. Yeah. You've never been this deep into the season. I know. And I, but I know who Brian Johnson it. is now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we won't have a show next Tuesday night. We'll actually be on next Thursday night. So a little bit of a change I'm, up. Listen, as I've learned, I'm the least informed sports director. Good to know. Yeah, I'm glad you're paying attention to us. What's happening Tuesday? Or just we got a game? Uh, or Take baseball plays against Xavier. That's what I figured. Yeah, a little two-game set with the Musketeers. Yeah, I don't know if Sean Miller's coming down for it, but mm-hmm. uh, Musketeer that, baseball team. They're playing. The, they're staying in Louisiana for a week because I think after that they got a three-game set at the box. Oh, really? Well, mm-hmm. they've got a good program. I think they're in a regional beat, a year ago. Didn't they beat Louisville? Yes, they did. So got good program by Clemson, who Clemson got the doors beat down by Kennesaw State the other day. Yes, I saw that. Uh, by the way, uh, so we mentioned Drew Burris has four home runs today for Georgia Tech. Will Taylor for Clemson has three home runs. So, Former uh, football player Will Taylor. Yes. F- it was a lock first-round pick, but wanted to play football for Dabo. Hmm. Uh, gave up the football, focusing on baseball, and it seems like he's paying off. Will he go to the transfer portal? Not, probably not. I don't know. He might. Why wouldn't he? Uh, other things going on. Speaking of Caitlin Clark, listen to this, BC. She's going to the Pistons. You might want to will that into – tell you what, though. If you can't – if it doesn't happen, you can always make that happen, I'm sure, in like – NBA 2K. Yes, that'd be sweet. This Sunday's game between number five, Iowa, mm-hmm. and number two, Ohio State, is the most expensive ticket in women's basketball, NCAA History. women, or WNBA on record. 2200 Oh, yes, you're way too high. No. But still a lot. The get-in price, $491. Can't say I'd pay it. I wouldn't pay it. I I know Puff wouldn't, so I'm not. Puff might not pay $19. I know. Exactly. But he'd probably talk his way into it because that's what he does. So $491. But that's got to be her last home game, right? 
Yeah. It's got to be. Got to be. And I think Ohio State, what did you say, they're number two in the country? Yeah. Yeah, they're really good. So, well, okay. hopefully, if you're, if hope you're a diehard Iowa fan, she's the best thing that's happened. She's already got more offense in one game than your football team had in a season. Well, of course. So Here's all that I want to happen. Okay. Iowa win, storm the court, take out Ohio State's best player. It's only right. Well, that's what They happened. did it to her? Yeah. Wait, they're that good and they stormed the floor for beating Iowa? Caitlin Clark effect, homie. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, real quick, baseball tonight, the Warhawks on the road. They've got the Nacogdoches two-step. Oh, they've well, got double dip. They've got the Demons tonight and the Lumberjacks tomorrow night. I hope they have fun getting dressed in that T-building out Ooh. in Nacogdoches. Basketball, the Warhawks on the road at Tejas State. Okay. And then LSU men taking on Georgia. Mike White and the Georgia Bulldogs in the PMAC. I think with the law, even though it was, let's be honest, it was going to be tough for LSU to make the NCAA tournament anyway. They, uh... Any chance they had going on the bubble left when Mississippi State yeah, dominated them. But in year number two, if Matt McMahon can get this team to the NIT, I think it's going to be considered success, well, so they need to win this And the good this. news for Matt McMahon is Ben Simmons in on his roster to opt out of the NIT, so there you go. BC's full of jokes today. <laughs> Don't forget, uh, Bleed Tech Blue up next for Tabes. For BC, Sean Fox will be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock for another edition of The Sports Company. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. Stories more camp. Like camp puts himself out there to do these seven-on-seven tournaments and camps and things. And from my perspective, like he's been continually disrespected. Mm. Like that's what I can't understand is a dude who's been the MVP, who's had a a long successful career. He's doing a good job transitioning into media and all that. He's trying to help out the community, help out young people. And I, I don't even care. Like the dudes who. He got in a tussle with and all that. Like, they looked young. I don't know if it looks like he's getting jumped. It looks like there's some sort of altercation. And the, the way the, the three dudes kind of walked up on it, it's hard to tell. But either way, like, you risk putting yourself in that situation to put it out there. And it's just not worth it for him. He's too valuable. He's made too bad. much money. <laughs> I, know, I know it made me look bad as if I was fighting and I had nothing to do with Ooh. any type of fight. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I you're so. always going to see. Look at you. Look at you. Video evidence would say otherwise. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is to, to your point, LeVar, because you are now <clears throat> lumped in with Cam Newton here <laughs> as as being one of those, you know, perpetrators <laughs> on the 717 turn. Routes. But in all seriousness, like, but I'd say the same thing to you. Like, like what's the like, like, what, what's the upside? Because you're trying to help out young people, yet, like, they don't. that's how they treat you. That's how they treat Cam. That video looked like they were fighting a made-up character. 
he was tall he was strong and they couldn't do nothing with him it just it just looked like to get the rest of lavar errington brady quinn and jonas knox podcast by searching two pros and a cup of joe listen to two pros and a cup of joe weekdays from 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific on fox sports radio this show is different the doug gottlieb show make him say make him say the school has to be prepared the arena has to be prepared but doing away with it, I just, I'm not there. And I understand it's about player safety and you're putting students in that much proximity and it feels like there's a lot more negativity. And yeah, all that's true. All that's fine. We discuss this every year. And yet we show it on TV. I show pictures of it. It's the same week we had Creighton storm the court against UConn. Nothing happened to the UConn guys, nor should anything happen to any of these players. Make it about what it's about. Okay? School officials... And arena security has to be ready for it. Can't come on the court until you got to give the, the visiting team a chance to exit. Keep your hands to yourself and just cheer for your team, man. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. I am what I am. There's nothing normal about it. And he's not your average sports fan. Why are people trying to convince themselves average is good? He's different. I want my quarterbacks to be quarterback you. He's Colin Cowherd. Dissecting sports to their core every morning. Most great coaches are meant to be professors. Some are meant to be the dean of the department. It's The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Weekdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Each week, WWE Friday Night SmackDown is live on Fox. Catch the high-flying superstars as they compete for supremacy in the ring. It's Friday Night SmackDown at 8 Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Welcome in, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Chase P, John Tabor, Sports Talk at 97.7. Of course, you can get us on the Rejuvene Medical Hotline or text line, numbers 888-993-7762. Excited to bring a a fun show to you here on this Tuesday night. Uh, I wanted to mention here right off the open, got got a new sponsor, GBC Life Services, has been a leader in disability and behavioral health services in North Louisiana since 1962. Our mission is to provide compassionate, individualized, long-term care supports and services to help those living with developmental and mental health challenges to thrive in life. Our services include supported independent living, community home living, primary medical and acute and outpatient behavioral health services. For more information, call 318 318- Three nine seven six six eight zero. Find us online at gbc.la. GBC serving you is what we do. So Chase P, it's good to have you in. Obviously, we we're off last week. 
Uh, but we're back this week and uh, ready to roll. It's great to be here, always. Wonderful time of year. I'm obviously a big fall guy, big fall football guy, but this time of year, early spring, basketball's getting into it, baseball's kicked off. You can pay oh, uh, got- pay your car payment car payment amount and get some crawfish if yeah. you want to pay that much. Yeah, you, I mean, can, you certainly can do that. Uh, you mentioned baseball. They're winning. Softball is 9-2. Men's basketball road sweep at UTEP, New Mexico State. Uh, women's basketball sweeps a homestand. Uh, so a lot of public or positive publicity uh, on the sports front. But uh, this past weekend, I, I mentioned it to some of, some of you are aware, I was in Disney World from Wednesday to Sunday. So of course, what happens when I'm gone? Tech has a new athletic director. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew when Eric Wood moved on that this was coming down the pipeline. At some point, we get the official announcement on Friday that Louisiana Tech has hired new athletic director Ryan Ivey. Uh, who is Ryan Ivey? Ryan Ivey comes to Louisiana Tech from Stephen F. Austin. Uh, yes, I'm aware of the jokes. Uh, everyone's going to say SFA is our farm system, and they... Yeah. Kind of have been for the last couple of years. We'll take it. Uh, but uh, Ivy has been the athletic director at SFA since July of 2018. Uh, so what? that's the last five and a half years, mm-hmm. roughly. Yep. Uh, prior to that, I believe he was the athletic director at Austin P. And before that, he was the athletic director at Texas A&M Commerce. So uh, for 11 years, the past 11 years, Ryan Ivy has been an athletics director. He'll come to Louisiana Tech, like I said, uh, with 11 years as an athletic director, he spent the last 18 years in intercollegiate athletics. I believe uh, he worked under former Tech AD Tommy McClellan at McNeese, uh, if you're looking for some sort of a connection. I'm not saying that's why he was hired, but uh, that's a little bit of a connection if you're looking for uh, something along those lines. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh Ivy supported the or secured the four largest single gifts in SFA department history, uh, increased ticket sales by 189 percent, and completed more than 30 million dollars in facility improvements. Louisiana Tech Pre- President Jim Henderson said Ryan brings the experience, leadership, and understanding of intercollegiate athletics that we're looking for. As an athletic director for more than a decade. He is fully aware of the expectations this role carries. We could not be more excited to welcome him and his family to Ruston to lead our Bulldogs and Lady Texters into a new era of competitive athletics. Uh, Ivy is a graduate of the University of Memphis. So, Chase, we, we talked on the show probably right around the time Eric Wood left, obviously some of the things that you're looking for in an athletics director. And I think we'd all agree, like, this is a in this era of the portal and NIL there's obviously changes coming to athletic college athletics whether it's at the NCAA level or the trickle down all the way to the G5 I think we all understand and a lot of people have asked me like what do you think of the hire do you think it's a good hire bad hire in the middle does it excite the fan base does it not excite the fan base where do you feel I think my point of view is on the whole deal is this Obviously, he's been an athletics director for 11 years. And a lot of these times, in a lot of these times, whether it's a football coach or a basketball coach or whatever the sport might be, you tend to hire kind of the opposite of what you had before. Right. And when Eric Wood came here, he obviously had not been a head athletic director. So now you hire a guy with 11 years of experience. I kind of like that part about the hire. Okay. 
I'm not as much into like I understand an athletic director's job. I say his job like a, a lot of the thought process surrounded as from a fan perspective, we think of it as how can he excite us? You know, you know, and, and a lot of that's predicated on what's he going to say publicly. And I'll yeah. say that Eric I th- Wood was that. He Eric Wood was everybody. that guy. And and I we loved Eric Wood. Like we thought so highly of him. I will say that my mindset has kind of shifted in the fact that whether you have an Eric Wood type or a Ryan Ivey type, or if you want to go back to Tommy McClellan or uh, Bruce Vandevelde or Derek Dooley or Jim Oaks, whoever, I don't know if an ex- an quote-unquote exciting AD, like, I don't know if that necessarily brings fans to games either, though. Right. Now you need, with all the changes and stuff you were talking about, you need like a, a game manager type. Yeah, like a day-to-day good – and I think from a fan perspective, like if you want to engage fans, like I think you got to be good in the day-to-day small things might be the best way to describe it. Like right. do the little things right. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about later in the show like the decision not to – I say not to broadcast baseball games or stream them, but like – I think those types of decisions or, you know, how well do your ticket operations run? How well do you run Twitter accounts? Like, at the end of the day, I think those things for fans are probably what... I'm not going to say winning and losing doesn't matter. It does. Those are the small things that they come in contact with almost daily. Yes. Twitter, social media, streaming games. Marketing. Getting your... Like you said, ticket office situations, getting your tickets in a timely manner, um, will call stuff that yeah. goes on at stadiums. Like those and, things running seamlessly, yep. or are what, or, or not having mishaps with them. Like if you have mishaps with them, those are what cause a fan base to turn off. So, and we'll have Ryan Ivy. He'll be on the show here in the coming weeks. We're obviously uh, hoping to get a phone interview with him next Thursday night. We'll talk about that later in the show. As far as our next show. We're going to hope to have him in studio uh, before Bleed Tech Blue Radio ends in May. So we got some big expectations. We're working with Kane McGuire on that. He does a tremendous job in the SID department. But I'm just excited to hear his press conference on Tuesday because obviously you want to buy into the vision. But like having 11 years as an athletic director at Texas A&M Commerce, which I believe is a D2 school, mm-hmm. Austin Pease, obviously FCS. Stephen F. Austin's FCS. Uh, I would imagine you'd take the jump from Austin P to Stephen F. because it's seemingly a step up. Right. But I think that experience in this uncertain world of college athletics, it's going to prove to be pretty valuable. Yep. I, I'm interested to see, like you said, his press conference and see, A, is he exciting? Um, yeah. And what, what his vision is for Louisiana Tech. I mean – just compared to a decade ago, I would say tech athletics is trending. Well, not spring sports have been good. We just haven't been as good as we can be, I think, as an athletic department as a whole. So I'm interested to see how, if he addresses that and if he has any plans to change that or fix that in Tuesday's press conference. Yes. And, and, and I think, like you said, like, you know, you win the opening presser. Like, gr- does it mean a whole lot in the grand scheme? Probably not. But. It also does create a fan base that's kind of feeling good about themselves and feeling about the, good about the direction. And, you know, back to your point about, you know, where is Tech Athletics trending, 
you know that that's tough to evaluate too because whether we like it or not, like, and, and I hate to say this, but like, Tech's probably not going to be in the SEC one day. Hard to envision being in the Power Five one day. Yeah, and I'm not the guy that sits there and says know your role or know where you stand and be happy with it. You're obviously always striving to move forward, but I think that. And I think it's important to you have a new president Jim Henderson, you have a new AD and Ryan Ivy. Like having those two working hand in hand, like that's going to be valuable, right? Because there, there's not often do you get a president that's hired in January and an AD AD hired later. right after. Yep. Like it just doesn't. That happen. is a unique situation. They got to be on the same page from day one. Yeah, they they do. And Brett, Brett chimes in on the rejuvenate text line says an AD is purely administrative position. A gung-ho AD is cool, but that's such a small part of the bigger picture. Let the coaches do the rah-rah, and the AD do the handshakes and the politicking. And mm-hmm. a lot of people share that you know, share that thought process that, that Brett has. And I think, too, you know, you talk about the handshaking and the politicking, and whether it's Tommy McClellan or Eric Wood or whoever, I think we all have things that we like and things that we don't like about, you know, and that's, whether that's a coach or an administrative position, there's going to be guys that love Jim Henderson. There's going to be guys that don't like Jim Henderson. I think just in a place like Ruston, like a small town, if you go to Subway, like you're going to know that you're in Subway with Ryan Ivey. Yeah. And being able to get a handshake, like that goes a long way with a lot of people. It does. And these guys are so much, whether it be athletic directors, head coaches, they're in the public eye way more than you and I or these people on the text line. So it's easy, easy to pick at things that they do. But, I mean, like you said, in Rustin it goes a long way, your image, and people are going to see you at the gas station, at the subway, wherever. And they, they want to be, um, well, I guess, appreciated. They want to know that. The common man wants to feel like you see them. Yep. And I think Eric Wood did a good job at that. Oh yeah, now, absolutely. And I think I'm not going to say Eric Wood did a bad job during his tenure here, but I'm not going to sit here and say that he's perfect either. Right. And like I said, I think you can say that about everyone in every position, regardless of career. But I think as an athletic director, obviously, like you said, you're under a microscope at times, especially in a smaller town. So, uh, like we mentioned, Ryan Ivey's press conference to introduce him as the athletics director at Louisiana Tech is Thursday. I believe it's at 10 a.m. Uh, you can come on over to bleedtechblue.com at nine ninety five a month. We'll have that press conference covered in its entirety. So let's go ahead and take our first time out. We come back from the break. Duncan Dogs go on the road. They sweep UTEP in New Mexico State. What's next for Talvin Hester's squad if they as they've reached the 20-win mark here in 2023-2024? Be back right after this. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. 
Check out the Courtesy Automotive family with Courtesy Direct. Click it, pick it, then come get it. From our floor to your door, that's Courtesy Direct at buycourtesy.com. Shop 24-7 online or at two lots filled with seven of the leading brands. Chevy, GMC, Buick, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Jeep. The Courtesy Automotive family off I-20, exit 86, north and south of the interstate in Ruston. Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Hey, DQ fans, ready for some romance? The Red Velvet Cake Blizzard Treat is back. Fall in love with the romantic flavors of Red Velvet Cake pieces, cream cheese icing, and our signature DQ soft serve. This Valentine's Day, get something sweet for someone sweet or treat yourself. Trust us, it'll be love at first bite. Only for a limited time at participating DQ locations, we're happy tastes good as summer comes to a close you may have a kid heading off to school that's a great reason for a complete car checkup from walpole tire and service they'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions and if that car needs tires you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires including goodyear bridgestone firestone continental and more walpole tire and service ruston and west monroe Visit WalpoleTire.com. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. We're back. BC, Chase P, John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Of course, you can get us on that Rejuvene hotline. Or text on triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Mentioned it before the break. Duncan Dogs go on the road, pick up two road wins at UTEP and at New Mexico State. BC's kids got a chance to run into the Duncan Dogs in the Dallas airport on Sunday. Uh, made the little girls pretty happy. To uh, got a little picture with the entire squad. Uh, Certainly a, a, a thank you goes out to Talvin Esther, a really welcoming group. Just a bunch of fine young men. They are. really. And listen, it's not easy to take a big traveling party. And uh, They were traveling back to Shreveport. We were going to Monroe. Uh, we were delayed for an hour. They weren't. So uh, I guess they uh, got the better end of that deal. Yep. But uh, I think prior to this road trip, obviously Louisiana Tech had won the previous week against Jacksonville State and FIU without Daniel Bacho. And there was a lot of uncertainty. You know, is Bacho going to play? Newman missed the game against FIU. You know, what was their health looking like at that point? They played both games this week. And, you know, that trip, first off, I'll say this. That trip's been tough for the entire conference. I think Tech swept it for the first time. And obviously Sam Houston swept it as well. But that's the first two teams that have swept it all year. Yeah, I mean, and, those teams combined are 23-8 and eight at home. Yeah, like really good home teams. And you can understand, not easy places to get to, uh, playing at a little elevation. Talvin Hester mentioned it at his press conference. You know that teams at home are going to shoot the ball a little bit better than they do on the road, especially when you, can you, you consider these two teams that really struggle to shoot the basketball, oh, yeah. period. Yeah. Uh, and, and I thought, you know, you come out in that UTEP game and – as Talvin Hester said, they couldn't throw the ball in the ocean from the beach in the first half. Uh, you're playing without Terry Miller, who is your primary backup big man to Bacho, and Will Allen comes off the bench and gives you 10 rebounds in 16 minutes. And I think, let me see, let me he check. He had a motor about him. Had, six of them were on the offensive glass. Yeah. And, you know, that that's how you win games like this. 
He reminded me of uh, Mo. Mo Muhammad? Muhammad. Yep. No, I like that reference. A little Mo Muhammad reference. Mm -hmm. I like it. But, I mean, that, and I'm not saying Tech would would not have won the game without Will Allen. I'm not saying that. But, like, he was huge in that game. Talik Chavez had 20. Isaiah Crawford was Isaiah Crawford, 19 points, 18 or 8 rebounds, 3 assists, had a block, had a steal. He did what he did. He does. Bacho had 11 points, 5 rebounds, 5 blocks. It's good to see him get back in the lineup. I think you could tell his conditioning wasn't quite what it had yeah. been prior to the injury. I agree. And, you know, some of that's probably the groins nagging at different times. Probably don't want to push him too much. You know you got a lot to play for here in a couple of weeks in Huntsville, but I thought the most impressive thing was Tech was down two at the half, and in that second half, there there were different points where you felt like Tech was getting some of the momentum, and UTEP would always respond. And it was like, all right, we, we've seen this happen in road games throughout the year. You think back to the three-game road trip in non-conference play, St. Louis, Seattle, Grand Canyon, where it's like, all right, like, do we have enough to close this out? Like, you should beat UTEP on the road. But mm-hmm. like you said, what are they, 23-8 and eight combined, them and New Mexico yeah. State at home? I think UTEP's 12-5 and five at Yeah, home. really good home team. So, you know, you got late in the game. Let me get down here. I'm looking at a box score. So, it's 50, 53-52 after an Isaiah Crawford jumper with five minutes to go. And five minutes comes winning time. And... We've heard all year, it's an older Tech team. Average age was 21.3, beginning of the year. And basically, from my point of view, Tech went old. It was Bacho. Yep. It was Crawford. It was Mangum. It was Newman. Jordan Crawford. Like, the old guys. Yep. It was like, get me to the finish line. And Tech made a number of plays down the stretch to win that basketball game. And I, I thought Sean Newman was great late. He had a couple of free throws to kind of put the game out of reach. But those have been the types of game. And Talvin Hester said in his press conference today, he told the guys, like, when you don't play well and you win, like, that's how you win conference champion. And, like, that's kind of been the M.O. of this team. Like, right. it hasn't always been pretty. Yep. Sean Newman had a great road trip. He, he really – and listen, in that game on Thursday night – UTEP leads the country in turnovers forced. Jordan Crawford early was struggling with some of the pressure, and, and I think he finished the game with – he only finished with two turnovers, but he, he was struggling with some of their full-court pressure. Newman played 34 minutes off the bench. Mm. He didn't take a shot from the field, but he had six assists, kind of did what he did, kind of settled things down. Like, that's kind of the type of kid that he is, like – he never looks flustered. No, he doesn't show a ton of emotion, you know, throughout most of every game. And just kind of – and I said after – and you and I were texting, it was like, it just kind of felt workmanlike. Like, mm-hmm. they just kind of got in and got out. And you fast forward to Saturday against New Mexico State, which, you know, we saw New Mexico State in the Thompson Assembly Center, what, three weeks, maybe a month ago. 20-point uh, game. Tech kind of went on a big run in that second half to kind of put them away. Uh, I think you knew it would be tricky – because you felt like you kind of accomplished your goal in, in terms of getting a split. Right. That's, I mean, as a fan, that's what I wanted. I wanted a split there, and you take care of business in El Paso, and then you got to go to Las Cruces. And they got a beautiful Applebee's in, El, in Las Cruces, I'll really? tell you that. Nice. Beautiful. That's about all they got. But, 
I mentioned earlier about Talvin talks about teams shoot better at home. Like it felt like every time Tech would like take a two point lead, New Mexico State would land a three. Yep, five point lead, they'd hit a three. Like and like they can't shoot the three. There's a there's a point in the second half where they looked New Mexico State looked so bad for about five possessions, and then they couldn't miss yep. for like five possessions. Like what is going on? And, and Jason Hooten's in his first year, won twenty seven games a year ago at Sam Houston. Obviously, we're aware of what happened at New Mexico State last year where they shut down in the middle of the year. I think it's an entire new roster. Like, not one player is back from last year's team. So, like, they probably have a long way to go in their rebuilding process. But uh, Christian Cook was hitting shots from deep with hands in his face. Uh, I thought Odukale uh, was making an impact. But it was interesting late in that game. Was he the one shooting struggling with free yes. throws? He got the yips from the line. He was trying to bank it in. He was trying to bank it, so he airballed the one. Yep. And then he tried to go glass the next time. Like He ends up 0 of 5 at the line. It's hard to watch. New Mexico State finishes 12 of 22 at the free throw line. But you mentioned earlier, Sean Newman, I thought late in that game, he was the difference. He hits a three from the corner to make it 61-54. I think he had a drive to the bucket where he finished through contact. Obviously, didn't get a foul call. Yeah. Uh, talk about the officials in a sec. They were they were brutal late in that yeah, game. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. Uh, he finishes through contact. He finishes ten points, five rebounds, has a couple of assists, a couple of steals, plays thirty seven minutes. Isaiah Crawford goes all forty minutes, has twenty points, ten rebounds, three assists, three blocks. He was named Conference USA Player of the Week this week. Dog. First time in his career he's been Conference USA Player of the Week. Unbelievable. 111 games. And, and Chase, when you watch Isaiah Crawford play, like he doesn't like wow you with athleticism. He doesn't wow you with shooting. Like He's just really good. He is. At everything. Everything. Like, like And I said this. like He's going to be Conference USA Player of the Year. I think we can agree. He could be the Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. Like, should be. Give it to him. Like he he should be both because he's been that good. I think Bacho could be newcomer of the year. I think Bacho ends up being the defensive player of the year. Probably the McKnight kid at Western's the newcomer of the year. But you know, Crawford was so good. Talik Chavez he goes forty minutes, which I think Talvin just said I'm emptying the tank tonight, yeah. and yep. it worked. Yeah, uh, he scores sixteen points. Bacho had thirteen point seven rebounds. But th- late in that game, if you aren't watching. Three straight trips down the floor at around the five-minute mark, Bacho was called for a foul and fouled out. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to look at what the score was at that point. Like It was it was still a close I think it was a four-point game when Bacho fouled out. Let me see. Hold on here a sec. Hold on a moment. All right. He fouled out with a 58-54 lead with 331 left. And I said to myself, all right, like, about to figure, about to learn a lot. Yep. Like I know we're twenty eight games into it, but like about to learn something about them. And like they stretch the lead from four to nine over the last three minutes. And to me, and some people kind of dog me for saying this, but like like you want to talk championship DNA? Like that's what you saw. And I don't care if they were whatever the record is eleven and seventeen or yeah eleven and set. Like who's dogging you for saying that? They said New Mexico State's not very good. Well. I'm They're like, eleven and three at home. They're very good home team, but but I thought and like I said, Newman was great late in that game. Will Allen came off the bench, had five rebounds in that game. Like he had fifteen rebounds in twenty six minutes this week. Like 
It's elite. That's his role. And like, we'll see what Terry Miller's health looks like here down the stretch over the last what, three regular season games. But like, if he's not back, that's who Will Allen has to yep, be. Got to be. And Wednesday night, you go to Western Kentucky. They play the fastest tempo in the country. That's what they want to do. They want to run the floor. I think it's pretty funny. I was looking at some of the numbers on Ken Palm. Tech's play, okay, first off, Tech is number one in the conference in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency, which is great recipe. Go dogs! They're also playing in conference games only the slowest pace in the conference. I'm, that's kind of surprising. It me. does surprise me a little bit. But if you're playing at a slow pace and you're really efficient, like that's kind of the definition of good half-court offense. Yep. And so, like, I think that was probably some of our concerns early in the year is just how good can Tech be in offensive situations when they have to score. And that's why they lost some of those games late in non-conference play. They didn't execute. But Talvin said today, he's like, I've kind of figured out how to use guys late in games, who I can lean on, what sets I can use to get the basketball to different spots on the floor. And, and that's been massive I think not only in this four-game win streak, but I think Tech's won 10 of 12. So, obviously, they're 10-3 and three and lost first game of the yeah, conference. Right. But yeah. they've won 10 of 12, and he said he's learned how to use Will Allen defensively. We as fans, like, we look as defense as defense. Right, yep. But they're looking at how you switch pick and rolls, you know, how you rotate, all these type of things. I, I love that our coach has that figured out because that's not something I'm looking at. No, like, and we don't know how to look at yeah. it. Like, like, that isn't our expertise. But I, I just think that... This team, and listen, if you go on the road Wednesday night and you win at Western Kentucky, you're a top-two seed. And obviously you want to win the regular season. I know it doesn't come with the automatic bid to the NIT anymore, which is stupid. But I didn't know that. Yeah, how dumb is that? Pretty dumb. We got to get more. Uh, we got to get the Bayou Bengals in the NIT tapes at 16 and 14. That'd be a real cool team to see. You know, Matt McMahon yeah, really needs a big game down there in PMAC. Uh, but... I, I just think the the togetherness of this team, and I asked Talvin today about a guy like Tyler Henry. Like, doesn't play the most minutes, doesn't score the most points. He's not the best defender on the team, not the best three point shooter. But like, he just kind of like we kind of loosely throw around the glue guy term. Like, he's just kind of a winning player that wants to win. Like, he's in his fifth year of college. It's like, coach, I want to win. And he he talked about how. You look at the bench during games, it's Tyler Henry and Will Allen. Like, those guys are going nuts for their teammates. Don't get about Ben down there. Ben Ponder doing it as well. Shout out. But, like, like that's what you have to have to win late February into early March. And I'm excited to see what they can do over the next, obviously, Wednesday night. But then that Thursday night home game against Sam Houston. Huge. Eight eight o'clock tip I'm looking at. I like it. No excuse. Young parents. Anybody out there, get you a babysitter, put the kids down. See you later. Headed to the attack. attack. It's a fun team to watch. No doubt. Let's go ahead. Take our next time out. We come back. Kendall Rogers, D1 Baseball, will join us. We're talking college baseball. Be back right after this. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. 
At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. At Rejuvame, we specialize in medically monitored hormone replacement therapy, giving you the energy you need for all life's challenges. We can help get your day started. We can help with those long work days, and we can even make your nights longer. Rejuvame, let us be your age-defying clinic. Restore me, refuel me, rejuvenate. You asked for it, we got it. Semaglutide, rejuvenemedical.com. Restore me, refuel me, rejuvenate. Rejuvenemedical.com. Hey, tech fans, coming in town to watch the dogs play? We'll stay with the whole family at a fully furnished home in Ruston, Monroe, or one of our area Great Lakes. For more information, go to staywithsouthern.com. That is staywithsouthern.com. And Bleed Tech Blue listeners, listen up because this offer is just for you. BTB listeners, use code BTB24. That's BTB24 for 10% off any and all stays. Again, staywithsouthern.com. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Chase P, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's jump right to the hotline. Joined by Kendall Rogers, D1 Baseball. Kendall, I know it's a busy time of year. Thanks for taking some time to join us. Got it, man. Going to be talking about the dogs and the hot, red hot start. Yeah, well, let's let's start right there. Obviously, uh, Louisiana Tech didn't have a great year in twenty twenty three off back to back regionals. They go twenty eight and thirty one. Uh, pick third. I think y'all had them at third in the conference. I think the coaches picked them somewhere in that range as well. Uh, what were some of y'all's yeah. overall thoughts surrounding Louisiana Tech entering this year? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is uh, I really, really like the team offensively. I think if you look at any team in college baseball, the biggest determinant uh, of a of a winning team is a team with a lot of uh, you know, experience. And I think if you look at Tech overall, uh, they have a lot of experience uh, from an offensive standpoint. And so uh, I really like that aspect of the team. I thought the biggest thing for me was you know how how would the pitching staff look uh, for Louisiana Tech? I mean, so far the first couple of weeks, I mean, you look at Turner Swistak and you know, Luke Nichols, both those guys have done a really nice job. So I think this is one of those teams that, you know, as I look at the 7-0 start and, you know, coming off a sweep at Kent State, who, who by the way, is going to have a really good team as well, I'm sitting, you know, I, I'm sitting here like kind of hit myself in the head because I kind of struggle between them and Liberty for the number two spot in Conference USA. And I should have gone with my hunch, which is, which is Law Tech. I think, this, I think there's no doubt when you look at Lane Burrows and the job that he's done that last year was very much an aberration. You look at the the rest of Conference USA. Obviously, Dallas Baptist off to a seven and zero start as well. Yeah, Ryan Johnson anchors that pitching staff. Uh, outside of Dallas Baptist, Liberty, Louisiana Tech, you know, what's the overall strength of this conference uh, in, in comparison to maybe years past to where it has been today or where it is today? Yeah, I mean, from a depth standpoint, it's not as good. Uh, if you look at the bottom of the league right now, it's not great. But I tell you what. 
you know, FIU, um, you know, with, with uh, Rich Whitman, the second year there at FIU, uh, they've gotten off to a really nice start. You know, same Houston, uh, as usual, they're going to be good. You know, Western Kentucky, um, you know, with, with Mark Reardon, you know, he did a tremendous job last year to turn that program around. And, um, you know, they're off to a six to two start. So, you know, there are about three or four teams that are, that are scuffling. But other than that, everybody else is off to a pretty good start. So, you know, this could be one of those leagues that, you know, on paper coming into the year, you're thinking, like, yeah, maybe they're not, you know, maybe they're not going to be that great top to bottom. But uh, it's been so far so good. It's good to hear, Kendall. Um, obviously, living in Louisiana and in the South, we're kind of in a bubble uh, surrounded by yeah. a lot of college baseball fans. Um, but it seems like to me, um, and again, I don't know if I'm blinded by my region, but it seems yeah. like it's becoming more of a national product. Do you agree with that? How do you see the game growing in the last few years, and where do you see it going in the next few years? Oh, yeah, man. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, college baseball from where it was even five years ago is totally different. You know, whether it's from what we do at D1 Baseball to the interactions I see on Twitter or, you know, slash X, uh, you know, college baseball is a much different product than it was. You're seeing more and more schools put money in their programs. Um, you know, you're seeing, you know, pretty much every game on some sort of streaming service. So, uh, you know, college baseball is in a great spot. I guess the question now becomes, you know, how, how, you know, like what is the ceiling for college baseball? It continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But like anything, right, there's a ceiling somewhere, and where is that ceiling? I don't think we're anywhere, any, anywhere close to that at this point. Good. But it, it's never been in a better spot across the board. In our afternoon show today, we were obviously checking some college baseball scores. Drew Burris goes for four home runs today for Georgia yeah. Tech. Uh, yeah. I think we remember Tommy White's freshman year a couple years ago. Did Burris come in? Uh, a highly touted player, or is this a guy that's kind of risen really quickly? No, yeah, that's a great question. You know, he was a guy that was about, you know, when we did our staff, you know, National Freshman of the Year picks coming into the season, uh, he was one of about three guys that pretty much everybody took. So, I mean, there were high expectations on this kid coming into the year, but to hit four home runs in a game uh, and to be at nine home runs already as a true freshman, uh, you know, at, at Georgia Tech, I mean, that's incredible. It, it, that'd be incredible for any player much less a true freshman. But, you know, I guess the only scary thing for Tech, Georgia Tech, um, is that at some point, you know, he's a freshman, right? Like, he's at some point teams are going to adjust to him a little bit, and he's going to go through the doldrums to, to an extent. And how he handles that will kind of determine how his entire season goes. But, boy, what a start. Yeah, all right, question for you. Who's a team that maybe was a little bit underrated uh, in the preseason that's kind of surpassed expectations through the first couple weeks? Yeah, I'll tell you what, um, you know, I thought Campbell, despite the fact they've been really good the last few years, up with, with as many players they lost from last year's team, they lost, the, you know, I think two of their two or their three weekends started. I want to say they lost their closer. They lost some key offensive guys from a club that was really good last year. Uh, I thought they would take a big step back. And, I mean, this is a team that's gotten off terrific start, had the series win over you know, UCSB. You know, I know they lost tonight to Coastal. But, I mean, they've already racked up some really nice wins this year. So, Coastal, or excuse me, uh, you know, Campbell – uh, being as good as they are uh, has been ultra impressive to me. I think Indiana, even though they did lose a midweek game today, uh, they've been really good. And then Auburn, uh, you know, I feel like at some point we're going to learn our lesson on Auburn. I feel like every single year we think, oh, this is the year they take a step back, and they just end up being as good or better. And this could very well be one of those teams once again for Butch Thompson. I mean, they can really hit uh, their, their success down the, you know, down the road and throughout the conference season in the SEC. Uh, is going to be predicated upon you know how well they can pitch. Is it time to push the panic button for Louisville? 
Uh, I would say to an extent, I mean, I do, I, I will say this, even though they lost to, you know, say Bonaventure over the weekend in one game, I, I was pleased that they did come back and just totally rout the Bonnies in the last two games. But, I mean, the fact that they got off to such a sluggish start and lost to Friday game to St. Bonnie, uh, I, I've definitely got my big, big time question mark. I just don't think they have the, the front line pitching you need to win a lot of games in the ACC. Uh, and they're not alone, man. I mean, you look at power programs like Mississippi State and Ole Miss, uh, they're off to really slow starts, too. So uh, it's just one of those years where, you know, uh, early on, there's some teams that look like the hamster wheel spinning a little bit. Yeah, Ole Miss is always so hard to figure out early in the year. Getting a lot of Yeah, it's just, you know, be careful. Be, be careful drawing oh, yeah. conclusions to some of these teams early on. Because, you know, here's the, here's the other thing I'll mention is in the age of the transfer portal, when you look at Ole Miss, Ole Miss is a prime example, right? They added, what, six, seven guys out of the portal. When you have that many new guys, that many fresh faces, sometimes it takes you a little while to kind of get warm, you know, get warm with each other a little bit. It's, it's kind of like any business, right? If you're a, a business that gets bought and, you know, they're bringing all new people, you know, it takes you a little bit a little bit to kind of get your zone a little bit. And maybe that's the case here with Ole Miss. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Kendall, after two weeks of the season now, obviously you know a little bit more than you did two weeks ago, not a ton you have your uh, yeah. change, have you changed your Omaha predictions at all? Or are you sticking with what you had? Yeah, I think I'm pretty good right now. I mean, it's been pretty status quo for the most part. I mean, I, you know, the only other change I've had in the top ten uh, is I've got you know A and M in Tennessee uh, probably ahead of Vandy in my pecking order right now. I had Vandy ahead of them coming into the season, but otherwise, man, you look at the top there with Wake Forest, Arkansas, LSU, Florida, TCU, Oregon State. The only team out of that grouping that I'm a, just a little iffy on is probably Florida. Uh, you know, Kate Fisher really struggled in his first start on opening day. Uh, you know, they're losing right now to Stetson, you know, five to two late in the game. Mm. So, uh, you know, Florida teetering a little bit, but I mean, they're supremely talented and I kind of expect them to kind of, to figure things out. Rice, big series victory over ULL this past weekend. Does it feel like this Rice program's yeah. kind of turning a corner in 2024? Uh, I don't think so. So, but I, I will say I was ultra impressed on the series win. I mean, I, I, I saw Louisiana in the fall. Uh, you know, I think they're going to be really good. Uh, but for Rice to go in there, you know, Parker Smith is the real deal, right? The Friday night guy. He was really good last year for Rice. Uh, but, you know, J.D. McCracken, the, the Saturday guy, you know, complete game. I think I want to say he allowed one run in a complete game performance. Uh, he was fantastic. And so – uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, man, if they, if they pitch like they did this past weekend, they've got a shot to make the noise this year, at least in that, in that conference. Looking ahead this week, obviously Louisiana Tech at the Battle of the Ballpark, taking on Army, Creighton, and Air Force. Yeah. I know that guy, that those three games will be on the D1 Baseball streaming network. Uh, kind of give us, a, I guess, a brief synopsis of Army, Creighton, and Air Force. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, Army is, has always done a really nice job. I mean, if you look at that team year in and year out, they're very consistent. They're always, you know, good, not great. They've always got one or two weekend starters that are very good. Uh, they've always got to obviously, you know, go figure. They've also always, you know, always kind of a hard nosed approach. Uh, Air Force kind of the same way. Uh, I think if you look at the Falcons, they're not, uh, you know, they don't quite have the juice they've had the last couple of years. They've had some staff turnover. Uh, they've lost some, you know, key players. But, uh, you know, Sam Kulosinan, uh is one of the best uh, hitters in college baseball. Circle him this weekend. You know, uh, Tech's ability to kind of keep him from getting that offense flowing is going to be very important. Uh, and then Creighton, uh, you know, they've gotten off to a pretty solid start for the most part. 
and uh, you know they were they were offensive early on, but you know Ed Service does a really nice job. And you know I was talking to their staff at the ABCA convention uh, back in January, and they thought uh, they had a chance to make a lot of noise this weekend. I, I know they'll be looking at uh, getting a crack at uh, a team like LaTeX for sure. Last thing, we'll let you get out of here. If any of our listeners are looking to subscribe this weekend to check out all three games, where can they find all that at? Yeah, I'll tell you what, man, just d1baseball.com. You'll, you'll see prompts to kind of send you to the games. And, you know, the cool thing that we've done this year, you know, last year we had LSU, uh, you know, it was kind of a one-off deal. Like, you just stream games and that was it. Now we've kind of included to where you actually get a d1baseball subscription with the stream. So uh, we'll, we'll obviously be writing about tech a lot this year. Uh, especially with the start they're off to. Uh, so, yeah, come check it out. You know, last week went pretty smooth, and uh, fingers crossed I'm expecting that yet again uh, this weekend. You're the man, Kendall. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll continue following at D1 Baseball. Appreciate it. You got it, man. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Kendall Rogers, D1Baseball.com. They do a tremendous job. Man, I think it's 14 it's 15 bucks a month. I think good if stuff. you want to stream it this weekend, I think it's 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get all the games. I think that, well, they got tapes like three or four different tournaments. This I think weekend. they got like five different tournaments, and I believe if you've got a subscription with them, it's fifteen. Oh, you're good. Oh, I'm good then. Yeah, uh, or fifteen more bucks. No, but yeah, still. Okay. I don't know if they. I'm guessing if you saw thirty, that may be for non-subscribers. Okay. Right. Right. I'm just. I haven't looked. Well, I'll tell y'all some good deep. news. Are y'all ready for some good news? Let's hear it. You can watch Tech baseball streaming this weekend. Woohoo! First time in quite a while. Let's go ahead and take our time out. We come back. We're going to take a look at the weekend sweep over Kent State. What it means. Cole McConnell's back. He's hitting jacks off the batter's eye in center field. We'll talk about the streaming situation. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. 
you gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. want to thank Kendall Rogers, D1Baseball.com, for joining us in the previous segment. Yeah, what a get, Ben. Yeah. That's awesome. It's good to have Kendall on. I think we've had him on maybe once before. Might have been when I was doing the morning show, but uh, I think he liked to come on and kind of pub the pub the website before Tech's playing on it. Yeah, why not? I don't blame him. Uh, and good to hear him say we're going to be writing a lot about Louisiana Tech this year. I, I talked to Lane Burroughs today, and he said, pretty good get, BC. So I was like, yeah, you know, we try. Yeah. Um, Louisiana Tech sweeps Kent State over the weekend, outscore the Golden Flashes 31-9. to uh, That's a Kent State team that won 42 games a season ago. So, you know, you look at it from that standpoint – like, really impressive sweep. And I'm not trying to take anything away from it. I think time will tell how good Kent State's going to be. Uh, it was obviously awesome to see Cole McConnell back in the lineup. I think he had two hits Friday night, uh, three-run homer. Tank. It was an absolute bomb to center field, 110 miles an hour off the bat. He homered again on Saturday, uh, 109 off the bat. Pretty nice pimp job. You saw the video of it. <laughs> yeah. He's known don't for know, a good pimp job. Don't know why he didn't do it on Friday and did it on Saturday, but you know. Maybe he's feeling it a little bit on Saturday Maybe afternoon. So. Yeah. Uh, I think he had a double on Sunday, so uh, really good to see him back in the lineup. I thought, you know, to add him in the lineup, and I think last year, obviously, you go twenty-eight and thirty-one. We all sit there and say, "Oh, Cole McConnell doesn't change that much." I'm not saying he makes that team a forty-win team, but he might make them a thirty-six-win team. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I think his presence in the lineup is that substantial. It's crazy how baseball does that. Like, I'm an Astros fan, obviously, but like when you miss Jordan Alvarez for a yeah. few games and you just bring him back, it changes your whole. It just change that spot. Well, it, it changes. changes changes the whole complexity of the yeah. lineup because it lengthens your lineup. Obviously, Davis and Bates, or Bates goes back to the four hole from the two hole. Corona drops to the five hole. AD swing the bat really oh, well really early is. on. Ballard yeah. swing the bat really well. Thought Logan McLeod played better this weekend. Casting Furs doing a tremendous job kind of setting the table. And, you know, I thought it was interesting. Coach Burrow said today about Casting, like, so routine-oriented, does the same thing every single day, like, doesn't say a whole lot. He kind of likened him to Taylor Young, but, like, without the swagger to him. Yeah. Like, when Taylor Young walked in a room like he knew he was there, yeah. like, Casting doesn't have that presence about him, but, like, just that older veteran. And, like, that's who this team is. Like you look kind of like the Dunkin' Dogs, I'll take it. Yeah, a, a lot like, and you look at those nine guys that they're starting. Like when Drost is in right field, or Will Safford started Sunday. Like that's nine guys that are in their fourth or fifth year of college. Like yep. you're not going to find a more experienced lineup, and I think that's why they were so excited for what the potential was offensively. When we talked to Coach Burrs a few weeks ago, uh, the big thing for me though. Pitching staff has been tremendous. I think they're 11th in the country in ERA. It's been a big part of Tech's 7-0 start, which I think is the only second time in program history. Uh, if they start 8-0, which they play McNeese tomorrow night, that'll be the first time in program history. So uh, looking to break a little record tomorrow night. Let's do it to it. Such a breath of fresh air with the old pitching staff. Well, and I think, too, and Coach Burroughs has mentioned this, like Cooper Fouts caught a lot of flack last year. And I'm not going to – and I think Coach Burroughs would say the same thing, like, you don't pitch it well, like it's kind of kind of fall off on the, the pitching, pitching coach. coach yeah. Like that's just kind of how it goes. If your offense isn't good in football, they're going to well out the offense coordinator or you know defense coordinator, whoever. This pitching staff, 
they've obviously been really good. The thing that impresses me the most is not necessarily, and I'm not saying they don't have frontline stuff, but it's just like it's like 13 or 14 different guys that are getting out mm-hmm. and performing at a high level. And those guys in the bullpen outside of a Hubka, Broderson, and a Bates, like they're fighting for their innings. Yep. Like you don't know if you're it's getting a good problem on the problem to have. It's yep. a great problem to have. And for a coaching staff, you just have to click the right buttons. Yep. And I'll also add this, and you said this, I think, on Friday night. And I know Bates is the closer. Broderson's going to close some games. Broderson adds some swagger at the back end. Like, like when he closes out a game, he's letting you know that the game's over when he comes in. you got to have that. And, and I think that's huge. Not, not only for himself, as much as it is his teammates seeing it, being like, like, oh, like he believes in himself like that. Like yeah. I can do that too. Yeah, a little Kyle Kriegerish, Nathan. Yeah, not Diaz, Nathan uh, Harris. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like just knowing that he's going to dominate you. Yep. And, and Coach Bro, you know Broderson's ninety-five with the hard slider. It's it's big league type stuff. And listen, he's been in battles. Like I think he closed out a Division Two national championship game. Like he's pitched in high leverage. And he talked about Ethan Bates how. You throw Bates on the mound in the ninth in a ten-two game. It's like, coach, like, come on, like, can we have it four-three? Yeah. Like, can we put a little pressure on it? Like, yeah. And that's an interesting dynamic between the two. Right. Like, obviously, late inning guys, but Bates kind of wants all the pressure. Broderson doesn't care. Like, yeah. he believes every moment's a pressure situation. But I- I've just been so impressed with this team, as far as like it's completely different from a season ago. Yep. I think we got a fun season ahead. I think we do. All right. Got something to talk about. Mm. I've been looking forward to this. So, Tech's played seven games. And not one of them's been on ESPN+. And I think you could say in the last... Let's go back to 2021. This has probably been a top 40, top 50 team. Mm-hmm. You're top 25, 21, 22. You probably fell back last year, so we'll say top 50. We haven't been able to stream a game the first seven games. I've been able to watch it. If you were at the Love Shack, you got to see a beautiful game of baseball. America's pastime. It was beautiful. I mean, oh, it's beautiful. Love being out at the Love Shack. Great place to watch a game. I understand that it costs a significant amount of money to broadcast a game. I understand that I'm not the one paying the bill. I get all that. I think this program has earned the right to have all 32 home games streamed, not only so that their fans can watch it. I think it's important for recruiting. How many times has Lane Burroughs mentioned that recruits saw a game on ESPN+, Plus? they're intrigued by the program? Hell, Jeff Driscoll came to Tech because he saw Skip Holtz on a bowl game. Like, like who thought Jeff Driscoll... Yeah from who knows where Florida was watching La Tech. Like, if that doesn't tell you the power of marketing, right? I don't know what does. So my issue is this. Whatever. We hadn't broadcast Northern Colorado. You don't want to broadcast Northern Colorado, whatever. Kent State won 42 games. Pick to win the MAC. Pick to win the MAC. That's a premier G5, mid-major, college baseball, whatever you want to call it, series. But it gets worse. Tomorrow night, it's Wednesday, February 28th. 
it's a leap year, so we got another day after that. But just let me let me riddle you this. Tech women's softball, by the way, shout out to you, Josh Taylor. Tremendous start. Nine and two. Big three game or four game series win over Missouri State. Came back to win the last two. Awesome job. They'll be on the road at Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas plays in the Southland. A softball matchup. Game will be on ESPN+. Plus. You want to watch it, Tech fans? Watch it. Baseball. Be on the road at McNeese State. McNeese plays in the Southland. Uh, that game will be on ESPN+. Plus. Sure will. Like, Does the Southland Conference have more money than Tech? Yeah, Power 6, baby. Apparently so. Like, and listen, I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't cost money to broadcast games. It does. I'm not going to say it does isn't going to cause you to go in the red a little bit. It might. But guess what? They've earned it. You think Lane Burroughs likes... Like, all right, I bagged on CUSA TV. It was a load of crap with FIU and some Middle Tennessee and Marshall setting up their little deal at their little local YMCA. Like, it was a load of crap. Guess what? I could watch it. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter if the camera never moved. I could guess where the ball went. Mm-hmm. I haven't even been able to do that. Chase, I haven't even seen a full home run swing in seven games. That's tough. I've seen the ball hit the bat. Like I, I like tell me I'm an idiot. Like I think this team deserves to be seen. And I don't know. Maybe nobody cares. Maybe it's the maybe, maybe there's only fourteen viewers. I kind of tend to believe there's more than that. I think so too. I think it like you want to talk about growing a fan base. Let's be honest with ourselves here for a second. Has there been a program on Tech's campus that's grown in support more than baseball in the past two or three years? There hasn't. Nope. <clears throat> like, and it's not. Frankly, it's not remotely close. A waiting list to buy season tickets? Yes, a waiting list. So instead of continuing to grow the fan base, we're going to be like, hey, guys, like I I understand you're on the waiting list, but here's the response. You can listen on the radio. Mm. Listen, I love listening to Dave Nitz as much as anybody, but radio's not necessarily I want to listen to the game. I can sync Dave up with ESPN+. Plus. Kind of would be the ideal th- way to do it. Radio was fine in two thousand. What Kendall Rogers? Two thousand twenty-four. What Kendall Rogers said in the previous segment? Everyone's streaming every game. On, Not on, here. Online somewhere. Not here. I just to your recruiting point, and we talked about how beautiful the Love Shack is. Like you can tell those things if you're watching a game on ESPN Plus. You're like, I've heard of Louisiana Tech before. You watch them, pull them up, and you're like, wow, those facilities are nice. Wow, there's 2,000 people in the stands. Wow, I might want to go play there. Yep. Like, I'm a really good junior college baseball player. I got some interest. Coach Burroughs is recruiting me. Coach, can I watch the game tonight? Check it out. No, nah, man, sorry. That's tough. Can't do it. Like, it, it just it grinds my gears. I understand. Like I said, I understand the financials. Athletics cost money. Bite the bit, bite it. Like, put it out, put it out there. Like, I get it. Like next Tuesday, Xavier comes to town. The Musketeers. Not going to be able to watch it. Guess what? Xavier's in a regional last year. Xavier beat Louisville earlier this year. If you're not at the shack, too bad. I, 
I know you live in East Texas. Can you just drive over? No, I can't. Can I watch it? No. Too bad. Like, it, it bothers me. As a a fan, an alumni, a supporter, it's a little discouraging. It is. Got a three-game series against Northwestern State in a few weeks. Can't watch it. Sorry about it. Oh, wait. Northwestern. Prior to that, you're going on the road at Northwestern State. You can watch you that can one. watch that one, yeah. Southland money, boys. Yeah. Southland's got it figured out. Natchitoches has the high five. Yeah. They got it figured out. Crappy stadium. They get on ESPN+. Plus. They can't afford a turf outfield, only the infield. They can get it on ESPN+. Plus. All right, let's go ahead. I'm done ranting. Brian Johnson, Tech Track and Field Coach, will join us in the next segment. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, ready for some romance? The Red Velvet Cake Blizzard Treat is back. Fall in love with the romantic flavors of Red Velvet Cake Pieces, cream cheese icing, and our signature DQ soft serve. This Valentine's Day, get something sweet for someone sweet or treat yourself. Trust us, it'll be love at first bite. Only for a limited time at participating DQ locations where happy tastes good. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. It was a moment. It was a moment that changed my life. We looked down from the chopper and saw the whole area was flooded. At that moment, it really hit me. This is why I joined the guard. People had gone up to the rooftops to escape the rising waters. Talk about intense moments. We had to lower the guides online some 30 feet down. This is where teamwork and training really paid off. It took steady nerves and steady hands for the chopper pilots to hover like that. No question, guard pilots are the best in the world. I couldn't believe it. I just saved a life. What could be better than serving the people of my hometown? In the National Guard, you serve your community as well as your country while you work or attend college. In return, you gain skills in which you can build a career and receive benefits that can help you pay for college. Learn more about what it means to be a citizen soldier at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard, aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe, 97.7. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Chase P, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's jump right back to the Rejuvame Medical Hotline. Joined by Tech Track and Field Coach Brian Johnson. Coach, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, I want to ask you first off, I know it's your second year at Louisiana Tech, uh, and you were familiar with the state, but what what appealed to you about this Louisiana Tech job when you were in the decision making process? You know, just the the atmosphere. I had a chance to come up here uh, just because I, I knew a friend, and the atmosphere. You know how the the fans support 
athletics here, and I always wanted to be a part of that if I ever had the opportunity to. Um, I was looking at your bio, and I saw you had an opportunity to participate in the 2008 Beijing Olympics. What was that experience like for you? Man, you know, that's one of them... uh, one of them bucket list type experiences, something that, you know, you always wanted to have. And for me, it was, you know, amazing just to be able to say that I was an athlete. Less than 1% of people go to the Olympics every four years, and I was one of them. And just to be able to go and see the atmosphere and go to China and, you know, see all of the NBA players as well as, you know, athletes from every sport. So for me, being able to support you know, all the athletes from around the world, it was truly amazing uh, just to be able to be a part of that. Yeah, that's awesome, Coach. I was also looking at your bio today and saw that, I can't remember if it was in the Olympics or maybe the uh, national meet, but you jumped 27 feet. How does it feel to fly like that? Uh, man, it's, it's amazing, but it goes by so, so quick. So you're only in the air for, you know, just a little less than a second. But for, for me, it was it was a huge adrenaline rush to just try to come down there, hit an eight-inch board, and you know my average runway was about like 50 meters, which is half of 100 meters. Yeah, uh, be able to hit an eight-inch board, so it was uh, it was amazing. I had a I felt like I had a pretty good career uh, during the time that I did it. Ben, I don't know if you know how long 27 feet is, but we stepped it out at the clinic today. I encourage you to do that. I bet it's pretty long. Yeah. about nine yards. Yeah. It's pretty good. All yeah, right, Coach. It's, it's, it's pretty far. T- tell us a little bit about your staff that you've surrounded yourself with. Okay, so uh, my first person, uh, which is my associate head coach, which is George Clare. I met him whenever I was at uh, University of Georgia as an assistant coach, uh, and we've stayed damn tight, you know, ever since. And so he's he's been on the Olympic, uh, I guess, arena too as well. He was the head coach of uh, the Bahamas national team. Uh, as well. Uh, Coach Rodell, who was one of the best throws coaches in junior college. So, And then I have rounding off is Janae. She's a super huge and motivated distance uh, coach. So that's pretty much my crew. Looking at your roster, I was looking through it today. Obviously, we, we talk about uh, the transfer portal so popular in college athletics these days. And you guys have a number of of transfers on your roster. What's that the transfer portal like in the world of track and field? Uh, I think it's like, you know, pretty much every other sport. You know, for us, whenever you first get started, you, you want to be able to find athletes who have, you know, know that they could do it, you know that they could do it, uh, and it just helps build a program, especially whenever you're in your first or second year, just to help you get started. So whenever you do start going after these high school uh, seniors, you know, you've already established a culture uh, and they could just buy right on in with that culture. So the transport portal is huge. Uh, You know, like anything, it has its pluses and minuses, but for a program like us, just to be able to get a couple of kids out there, the transport portal that can help us move our program to a different level is what we needed at the time. Coach, uh, indoor season just finished up, and we had one of our highest finishes since 2014, I believe. Um, we have a couple weeks before outdoor season officially starts with our home meet. Um, do you feel like this team is geared to possibly finish conference in the top half of the conference for outdoor season? Do you feel like we're more built for indoor or outdoor? What's your thoughts there? 
Uh, we're, my team is more built for outdoors. We still have about like nine to to twelve people who who either transfer in here or you know their sport like a javelin doesn't start to outdoor. So I'm thinking that you know my goal is to finish higher than what we finished on both sides. Just adding new additions uh, coming here. The one good thing about Louisiana Tech is it's a quarter school system. So we have a young lady that's coming in from uh, Nigeria. She gets here March 11th. And she'll come in and help, you know, right away. So for us, uh, the sky's the limit for us for outdoors. I think we're built more for our outdoors teams just because we don't have an indoor facility. So for us, getting outside in the warm weather is always a plus for us. Is there any way that you can simulate the indoor track season know that, knowing that you don't have access to an indoor facility? Uh, no, the only simulations we get is just to do the indoor meets uh, whenever we get a chance to to do them. So, like, for us, it's not a big deal. It's just making sure we're in shape. And, you know, when you have incoming freshmen who's never seen inside of a, a indoor facility, it's a good teaching uh, lesson for us to, you know, show them, A, you can't pass anybody on the inside, or, A, this is the strategy that you need in order to run a fast time. So it doesn't really bother us. So I, I, the only time we have an issue is whenever, you know, how Rustin first week of January, it was 10 degrees. Yeah. That's the only time that we have an issue is whenever it gets extremely cold. I would imagine so. So so I know an indoor track is obviously shorter than an outdoor track. What are some of the other differences in terms of indoor versus outdoor? Uh, I would just say, you know, the events. So, like, a lot of my, my athletes are built for the outdoor events, like, like Rodney. Uh, you know, he went to Nationals last year. He was, I want to say, a top 15 sprinter in the country for the remainder of the year. So, like, a 60 is super fast for him, but he really excels, you know, the last 40 meters. So, uh, for us, it's just being able to run a little bit of longer distances. And then we add the 4 by one in there, which has always been a good event for us. So, you know, things like that I think will help us. Coach, is there any particular athlete or um... – group of athletes for certain events that you've been most impressed with over your year here with their improvement? Oh, man, you know, we had a really good uh, freshman class this year that came in and did well. Like, we have a young lady named Tony Ann Forbes who is right now ranked number 20th in the country uh, in in the hurdles. So, uh, you know, we have uh, Rodney Heath who's, who's been doing it, who's always met on the indoor and outdoor found himself at Nationals. Julian Ford, who was with me when I was at New Orleans and, uh, you know, is now here with me uh, at Louisiana Tech. So, man, we have a ton. So many. Uh, I probably don't have time to name. So, just to give you a glimpse, when I first got here, uh, we had 39 athletes. And now, in one year of recruiting, we have 75. Oh, golly. <laughs> yeah. So, we, we hit the ground running really, really hard. I mean, just to say, like, last year we scored 26 points indoors with the man. This year we scored 70. So, like, I think we're improving. That's awesome. No doubt about it. So, so you finished fifth in the indoor with the men, I think sixth in the indoor with women. What are some of your goals for the team in the outdoor season coming up? Uh, obviously, know, the outdoor season, Jim Mize Invitational is right around the corner as well. Yeah. Just to, you know, 
my biggest goal right now is just to be healthy and just put them in situations for them to run fast. My goal is to try to get as many people to regionals, you know, as possible. And I feel like if I could do that, then I think that the, the outdoor conference will kind of just take care of itself. And I think we can, you know, go a little higher and finish in the top three. That is my goal moving forward is just to double my points every year and keep building on what we have here and, you know, hopefully in a couple of years we could be hosting the trophy ourselves. Well, Coach, we appreciate you taking some time to join us and uh, looking forward to the outdoor season starting up here in a couple of weeks. All right. Thank you guys for having me. You guys have a good night. Yes, sir. You too. Brian Johnson, Louisiana Tech track and field coach. Chase, I know you ran a, you run a little track in high school. Uh, I did. I ran, ran you one. You sprinter? Uh, 400, 800. You sprint the whole thing. Yeah, you do. Sounds t- 800 sounds terrible. Uh, it was not fun. Um, I ran cross country. Wasn't very good. Uh, was on the team though. Yeah, Bird had a pretty good cross country team. Yeah, uh, we were uh, pretty good. My cousin Adam actually signed a scholarship to run cross country at Tech. Yeah, uh, remember that. Didn't last too terribly long, but uh, yeah, I have a little uh, track cross country background. Uh, you know the the indoor track is half the size of the outdoor track, yeah. but it's also banked. On yes, the it is banked. I've seen that. It's crazy. I I just think of an indoor meet as like feeling chaotic. Oh yeah, like seems so like, many people like in a be small loud. area. Yes, yeah. I, I don't know if I could get. And then they that. run the sixty, and they like run up into a wall. Yeah, you seen sprint that? into yeah. the wall. Yeah. yeah, I like. I love watching that at the Olympics. Yep. Yeah. So appreciate Coach Johnson joining us tonight. Let's go ahead to our final timeout. We come back. We'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk ninety seven point seven. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Check out the Courtesy Automotive family with Courtesy Direct. Click it, pick it, then come get it. From our floor to your door, that's Courtesy Direct at buycourtesy.com. Shop 24-7 online or at two lots filled with seven of the leading brands. Chevy, GMC, Buick, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Jeep. The Courtesy Automotive family off I-20, exit 86, north and south of the interstate in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. Hey, Tech fans, coming in town to watch the dogs play? We'll stay with the whole family at a fully furnished home in Ruston, Monroe, or one of our area Great Lakes. For more information, go to staywithsouthern.com. That is staywithsouthern.com. And Bleed Tech Blue listeners, listen up because this offer is just for you. BTB listeners, use code BTB24. That's BTB24 for 10% off any and all stays. Again, staywithsouthern.com. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. 
That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on this Tuesday night, BC Chase P. John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. Brett chimes in, ironically enough. Uh, Brett, we'd love to hear from you. Um, he says, be a true baseball fan and pretend it's 1953 and tune in via radio. Okay. Well, Brett, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, it's just, I'm not a big, I'm not good at uh, imagining the picture that Dave's painting. Right. Yep. You know, that's Pers- not a personal problem. Yeah, it's, it's a personal <laughs> problem. Like, I just can't figure it out. Um, I had an unnamed texter say, it's just different now. It is. It is. Like, it, it, like I don't mean to rant about it, but like, I'm, it's, yeah. Like when if, you when you click on ESPN Plus and there's 50 games on, like you, you want to watch your team, yeah, yeah, like you just want to watch your team and like like I said, I get it, like you cost money, but like save your money somewhere else, like don't save it on my my diamond dogs. All right, I mentioned Tech softball nine and two start, obviously really start strong start for Josh Taylor and his club. They'll be on the road at Central Arkansas tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This weekend, they'll go down to LSU uh, for the LSU Invitational. They play Illinois Friday twice or Uh, once. Once. Then they'll play Saturday twice against Illinois, San Diego State. Then they'll play McNeese and LSU on Sunday. Good memory. Good job. Five games, three days. Okay, I asked Josh Taylor about that today. I know softball is different. Five games in three days seems like a lot. Um, Obviously... Pitching doesn't matter as much. They can throw 142 innings in a weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said it is a lot of video for the coaches, game prep, you know, game plan. Uh, that part's obviously stressful. Uh, to me, that, that'd be pretty tough, though. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Yeah, and then you LSU at 5.30 p.m. on a Sunday after you've already played. Well, of games. course, they're going to put Tech last. They don't yeah. want to lose. They're going to be like, hey, yeah. like, come on now. Like, it ticks me off. Uh, all right, uh, women's basketball. Two big home wins for Brooks Stornhurst squad this past weekend. They defeated UTEP 85-69 on Thursday. They defeated New Mexico State 70-63 to in overtime on Saturday. It was a second overtime matchup with New Mexico State. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game was in overtime the previous time out in Las Cruces. I think they've played three overtime games this weekend, or this weekend, this year. Conference play, yeah. Uh, which is the most Brooks had since her first year at Louisiana Tech. The, the thing about the Texters for me, like you look at the overall record, it's eleven and seventeen. But outside of two games, I think in conference play, like like it's been a game in the final minute or two. And you hope that the win over New Mexico State on Saturday kind of pushes them over the hump from a confidence standpoint. Uh, I think Gianna Morris was named Conference USA Freshman of the Week this week. She played really well. Uh, you get Western Kentucky on Wednesday night. Uh, you can watch that one on ESPN Plus. Thankfully, uh, Tech led by 19 in Bowling Green in the first half. Uh, led by 14 at the break. Ultimately lost that game. Uh, but I think that tells you like Tech can win this basketball game. Yep. You're fighting for seeding at this point. Uh, I think Tech's round fifth place in the conference. I think they're five and eight in conference play. So, uh, my advice: stack wins. Like you win Wednesday night, you're six and eight. You get Sam Houston next Wednesday, I believe. 
they're not very good. I think they're in last place with one conference win. So you get to seven before you face Middle Tennessee, and they're obviously really good. Yep. Uh, like really good. Yep. Uh, I think they beat Tennessee earlier this year. So hopefully Brooks squad can continue playing well. But we lost to Middle Tennessee in overtime by three. At home, I know. Yep. It was a really good game. Yeah, I mean, Brooks team's done it before. If we went out. We're, it's kind of what they do. We're 6-1 and one in our last seven. Yeah. Heading in the conference tournament. I mean, that's kind of what they do. Uh, as far as playing really good basketball into February, into March. All right, on the men's side, on the road at West Kentucky on Wednesday night. That's tomorrow night, 7 p.m. tip from Diddle Arena. Tough place to play. West Kentucky's good. Steve Lutz, good coach, former Purdue assistant, was a head coach at Corpus Christi. Took them to the NCAA tournament back-to-back years. They beat Tech 81-76 in Ruston uh, a few weeks ago. It's the only home loss Tech's had. One caveat, Talik Chavez didn't play in that game, so that obviously changed things uh, from Tech's perspective. But uh mentioned earlier, Tech plays at the slowest pace in the conference. Western Kentucky plays at the fastest pace in the country. Uh, might just pull down to a battle between who can control the pace the best. Yep. And Rodney Howard's big inside. He's like six foot ten. He's transferred from Georgia Tech. He gave Bacho some issues in the first matchup. If you remember that first matchup, Bacho and Crawford, Tech got out to the fast start. Bacho and Crawford get in foul, foul trouble, trouble in the first half. Yep. And then you go into the half, I think you're down five or six, maybe eight. Couldn't come all the way back in that second half. It, it was a tough loss. And, and Talvin said today, the only thing he tells Isaiah Crawford during a game is, don't foul. Yep. Like, we stay on the floor. There. Yep. And, and, hey, I don't blame him. Like, kid's yep. pretty good in his own right. Yeah. Probably don't need to coach him that we need, much. We need 40 minutes out of him. Yeah. Hey, I would imagine Crawford probably goes 40 minutes. Chavez might go 40 minutes. Yep. Uh, I'll be interested to see Chavez's impact, just knowing that Western isn't going to be able to pack the paint, you know, with his outside shooting. If he gets it going from deep. Yeah, and this is his first shot at him. Yeah. And, and so, you know, he's going to want to kind of prove himself as far as how valuable he is. Uh, in terms of ba- baseball, uh, tomorrow night at McNeese, they're four and four, I believe. They lost their four, first four games of the year to A and M and ULL. They swept New Mexico State this past weekend at home. Feels like these two teams match up every year in the midweek. Could go either way. Uh, my my point of view from Tech is, and I know it's baseball. A lot of fluky things can happen in a one game situation, but go handle your business against yep. McNeese. Don't they have like blue turf or something? Yeah, it's brutal. Yep. Or maybe it's just blue around the bases. Maybe so. But yeah, it's not an easy place to play. Like they'll have southeastern. Yeah, Nichols. I mean, you struggle with this. Yeah, not a big fan base. It'll be good for Brody Drost, uh, Braden Como, Grant Como. Excuse me. Uh, Going back home, Reed Snyder. Yeah, Reed Snyder. I think Jake LaRocca. uh, Those late Charles kids. They'll get to go back home. Sure, there'll be a nice contingent of Tech fans. Uh, And then this weekend, Battle of the Ballpark, Army Friday night. Creighton Saturday afternoon. Uh, I think Army and Air Force have the nightcap. And then Sunday at 4, I think, is Tech and Air Force. Obviously, we're more familiar with Air Force, uh, with Louisiana Tech having matched up twice with those two te- or with that team in the last couple years. So, I think a- we have a double midweek. Next week against... Before the Mustard Buzzards. Guys. Yes. We- okay, glad you mentioned that. Double midweek next week. Xavier Tuesday and Wednesday. Southern Miss comes in next Friday night. That'll I love Shaq be rocking that weekend. I don't care if that's on ESPN Plus. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> Tapes will be there. Is. Let's take that one off the plus. Yeah. Uh, so sandwiched in between on Thursday. Yes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio will be next Thursday, March the seventh. 
So if you're looking for us on Tuesday, you ain't going to be